0: Hey guys, it's Marcia Hoffines, and you are listening to the Storytellers Podcast, where we dig in, go deep, find ourselves, maybe cry, maybe laugh. We surrender, but we go home, and we go home big. We feel inspired. It's the story behind the cellophane. It's the story inside the truth. It's a story that most people don't want to tell, but we're here to share. Let's get started. Hey, so I started this podcast as a way to share the things that we all need to hear and discover truths and possibilities that lie underneath all of the pretty that we put out there in life. So I've been teaching yoga now since uh, 2002, almost, oh gosh, 18 years, and when I teach I talk and when I talk things hit home and when things hit home for people transformation happens and this talking has led me into my coaching world and the programs that I run through makeshift happen programming and I find when people have the most success it's when I get real with them and let them have space to get real We heal by sharing stories. This is an age-old concept. It's nothing new. But what I'm hoping to do with the podcast and when I started it was to tell some stories from my heart about my healing, about things that changed the trajectory of my life, and then bring to you guys conversations with some of the most badass people in this world that have done things and overcome things. And it might look a lot like what you're going through. And when you see that and then you hear how they took charge and they grabbed life by, you know, the reins, I'll be I'll be clean for this version (laughs) for this intro. Um, Gosh, you know, it's inspiring and it makes you want to step up and do more. And it sometimes makes you look at your life and you're like, damn, man, I have been stopping myself right here in this moment because I was afraid of X, Y and Z. The other thing about telling stories is that what I love, particularly when we're on the yoga mat, man, is that our bodies are vulnerable. We're breathing and we're moving energy. We're already shifting shit around. And then someone just lays the truth on you and you can't run. You can't run, you can't hide. And we're gonna bring this to everybody because I know you can't, everybody can't step in the room with me. You can't step in the room with some of the most amazing teachers that I know around the country who do the same thing. But man, we got to do it. We got to open up. We got to feel. We got to bring it. And that's what birthed this podcast. And actually, this podcast started as a collaboration over a year ago with some of my friends. And as with all things, when you try something the first time, it doesn't always work out. It's not always the right time. But what I found through that was that I understood what I needed to do, and I understood what the space was. And it took me some time to get my feet back underneath me and visualize it. And I actually started recording this podcast back in May of 2019. And you are going to be taken back on a journey of some things that happened for me over the summer. And then I got a little derailed. I got a little derailed because I then lost my father. And that's going to be another talk that is going to come at you here. Probably, you know, I don't know, I might just jump in recording in the New York year talking about it. But some other things got in my way. And it's not because this wasn't important. It's because I had to figure that stuff out. And that's the other part of growth. And that's the other part of getting real about what's happening. And I used to look at that when I would set something aside as, oh, I failed. I can't go back to it. It's too late. Somebody else has already done it. My idea is not original, right? And the story just got freaking boring and it got self-indulgent and it was as if I was just letting myself continue to believe a cycle and breathe and live inside of a space that really just it didn't it didn't excite me anymore it didn't serve me And I'm like, you know what? Here I go. We're going to go again. And I'm not doing this just because it's the new year. I'm doing this because this has been on my list of things to do. This is one of the ways that I want to share with the world. I want to get these messages out there. And I want to use it as a place for that we can just see the limitless opportunities that are sitting in front of us so we can shine through the dark, tap into our shadow side, understand that there is beauty there too. But find the abundance that's waiting for us, and I hope that this this works for you, and I hope that you love this format, and I hope that you love the talks that are coming your way and the people that I bring onto the show. Gosh, here we go. Well, hello, everybody. This is very strange for me because when I started off on this whole podcasting excursion, I was sitting across a computer from two of my friends, and now I sit here alone and it's all good. These things in life happen for us. And I'm here today to really do what I've always supposed to be doing. And I'm starting this podcast with maybe what seems like a strange topic and that is to talk about uh, the passing of my mother, which this podcast will not launch today, but I am doing this on the anniversary of her death. And it's symbolic. It's also my husband's 46th birthday today. Happy birthday, babe. And I wanted to start with a story because in a way it's when my life began. So let me tell you about the story of her. My mother's name is Constance Rose Lipka, and she was a beautiful woman. She was petite, not like me. I think I'm quite large in comparison. And she was the definition of the word selfless, almost to a fault she was beautiful and kind and loving and I don't know if I actually told her that enough. So wow, so see so see this is what happens. You start to talk about something to share and you realize that there's still there's still grief. But let me get back to it because honestly I went to a beautiful Reiki healer last week, uh, right before I went to the beach for the weekend. And she said that this isn't a time to be sad. It's a time to celebrate. And I said, yes, I'm gonna actually celebrate my mother's life by telling a story for her on her birthday. So why am I crying? Let's all take a pause. Cause Marcia just cries. If you know me, I'm a crier. So here we go. I've said that twice now. So let's actually really get started so may 2014 beginning of the month i treated myself to a yoga excursion with baron baptiste up at the omega institute with my very good friend shannon and let's just say that was quite a remarkable experience for me from a learning and growth perspective and also in the quietness of Omega up in Rhinebeck, New York, it's just beautiful and you learn things about yourself. Even if I wasn't there practicing yoga, you would have an extremely transformational experience. So that's where my journey began. and it was right before Mother's Day and I remember coming home and it was a Sunday it was the weekend before mother's day and it was a Sunday and I had this great urge to call my mother and I tried calling home and you know, the telephone number situation back then was interesting <laughs> because we still had phones that connected to our homes. Remember those days, people when we didn't have cell phone devices and I still had a, I was very dependent on uh, phone ringing and maybe somebody picking up the phone to answer. And at the time, three of my brothers lived at home still. And I don't know if they thought it was funny. And I probably, you know, it's interesting because telling the story, stories are interesting because they're all from how you lived through the experience. And so they probably won't even remember that they, I would call and say, hey, it's Marcia. Is mom there? And they'd be like, we don't know who this is. And they'd hang up on me. And I know they were joking around. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll call back. So that Tuesday was the first Tuesday of the month. And that was the first Tuesday that I had the dream. And the dream was that my mother was calling me to tell me that my father had died. And in my dream, my mother was this picture. And I wish I had the picture because I would share it with everybody, but I don't. But I have this picture in my mind of my mother where she's riding her bike and her hair is long and it goes all the way down her back. And she had this beautiful dark brown hair and she had these cute little glasses on. And I was in the baby seat on the back of the bike. And this is the picture that pops in my head when I would have this dream. And her message to me every time I I would say, Mom, who's going to take care of you? She'd say, Well, I'm okay now. I'm better. And that would be the end of the dream. So the first time you have a dream, you don't think too much about it, right? You don't necessarily read into it or examine it. So I didn't. And my week went by, and Mother's Day arrived, and I tried calling home again. And once again, something strange happened. I really couldn't tell you the details. And then I started to think, well, maybe I have the telephone number wrong. And I believe I called my sister and confirmed the number with her. And she said, yeah, that's, that's their number. And I was like, okay. So more time went by. Tuesday, the second Tuesday of the month arrived. And I had the same dream. So let me take a pause for a moment and explain that a couple years prior to my mom passing, she fell and hit her head at work. She was a nurse. She took care of people for her living. She not only raised the six of us, but she also took care of babies. And at the time she was working, and I'm pretty sure I have this detail correct, but she was working with babies. little babies who had cancer and were very sick, which ironically years later, Isabella, my daughter and I went on to do work for childhood cancer advocacy and uh, be part of organizations. So, and we still give to childhood cancer organizations and it's impacted our lives greatly. So just an interesting connection that I have made along the way. So, she fell and hit her head at work and had severe brain trauma and was never going to be able to work again and was never going to be able to experience life the way she had previously and was on a a bunch of medicine to take care of the things that they were trying to take care of. And, you know, that's another story for another time, but this is... An example of life happening in a way that sets you up for your future. And again, I didn't, I didn't understand or really understand or see the signs at the time of what was in store for me for my life's work and how it was going to really transform me and turn me into the person that I have become today. So Mother's Day comes and goes, and I have another Tuesday night dream, and now it bothers me, and I actually wake up from it, and I'm cold and sweating and frustrated, and like, what is this? Why have I had this dream twice now, and why am I having it once again on this Tuesday evening? So at this time, as I I had gotten into my yoga practice, I was no longer working a corporate job. I was at home doing uh, interior design. So the reason I bring this up that it's interesting was I had started to pursue things that really defined my humanness and was removing things from life that didn't necessarily serve me. So I think what was happening for me was I was getting clearer on my path. And getting clearer on my path, I was getting clearer and more in touch with some more intuitive aspects of my my body and my life and my energy. And these are all things that we all have. And So anyway, my story continues on with me continually trying to call home to talk to my mom. And my mother and I would talk once or twice a month. So it wasn't abnormal for me to not talk to my mom, but I had this Deep desire to really speak to my mother more so than ever before. And I spent moments and hours just focused, like hyper focused on it. While I was sitting down in my office doing work for clients, I remember I would try dialing the phone and try calling it. I'd get a busy signal, the phone would just ring no one would answer, or a couple of times my brothers did answer, and just, I don't know why they thought it was funny, (laughs) but it wasn't. And I remember around that time, it was end of the second week, going into the third week, my sister told me that she had talked to my mother, and they spoke for several hours on the phone, and my sister was preparing for a trip for herself, and so she felt really good about having spent that time on the phone with my mom, which is interesting because I couldn't get in touch with my mom. And here I have my sister and I remember I was really upset about it. I was like almost pissed. I was like, what the, how come you got through? And I didn't, you know, one of those moments. So here we go rolling into the week of my mom's passing. And Monday nights I had yoga no, Tuesday nights I had yoga at the studio where I teach. And it was formerly called Downtown Yoga. And the woman, Peggy, and I had become friends who opened the space. And occasionally I would go over to her home after yoga and just hang out. And we, I, and this particular night I did. And I told her about my dream because it was so disturbing and I had been having it all month. And we talked about what it might be and what it might mean and how dreams are strange and they're trying to send us messages. And I remember we spent several hours talking about this dream that I had. And that was not long before I learned that my mom was going to pass. So that Friday, May 28th, 2014 I had an interior design client in the morning and we were planning a trip to go down to Charlotte North Carolina to visit Rob's sister who had just moved into her new home and visit with her th- young sons and <clears throat> excuse me and have time together for the weekend and his mom was coming with us and we were super excited about the trip and I had this one last meeting that I had to have and so we were planning to leave after my appointment and I remember very vividly sitting on this woman's living room floor we had everything spread out in front of us I had some fabric swatches and we were looking at paint chips and we were actually having like a very enjoyable experience and my phone rang and it was a number that I didn't recognize so I said oh I'm so sorry about this and I just ignored the call and I set it off to the side and moments later the phone rang again and I once again said oh I'm really terribly sorry about this again and I set my phone off to the side finally the phone rang again and I said you know I probably should take this call because this person clearly needs to get in touch with me and I don't know who this is. And she said, sure, that's fine. And I pick up the phone and I hear a voice that I hadn't heard in a long time. And it was my grandmother. And I was for certain that she was calling to tell me that my dad had passed away. And the first words I spoke to her, I remember I said, you don't even have to tell me, I already know. And she said, oh, did your father get in touch with you? Honey, I'm so sorry that your mom has passed. And in that moment, all I can describe it as is my legs just fell from out from underneath me. I think breath left my body. And I said, no, you have to be wrong. It's my dad. And she said, no, baby, it's your mom. And I just immediately started to cry and I got off the phone with my grandmother and I walked just outside of this woman's home and I sat on her front steps and I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth of what was going on and I I just said, I have to go. I have to go. And I had to figure out in my head, like, how do I drive home right now? And how do I get myself to where I need to go? I knew I had to go home. And all I could think about was, oh my God, it's Rob's birthday. But then I also had to think, oh my gosh, does my sister know? And who else knows and what's going on and how did this happen, right? I had no details and I didn't even know who to call because then I was like, I don't know how to get in touch with my family. This number that I have is wrong. And, I, and I'm telling you, all these thoughts went through my head in split seconds. The three parts of my brain were all having conversations with each other and my body was having a different experience and my heart was lost. And somehow I picked myself up and drove home. And now driving home, to be honest with everybody, it was just across the way. It wasn't far, just a couple miles, but I still had to drive home. And I got myself home and nobody was there. And I did not know where Rob was and my daughters. And remember, we were planning for a trip. So I was like, I was confused. I didn't know where they were. I came home and I immediately started making phone calls and trying to reconcile in my mind what I had just learned. And I went outside and I sat on my my front steps waiting for my husband to come home. And so this is the other interesting part of the story was my husband on this beautiful day had gone to retrieve my college diploma. And now all of this is very interesting information for me to be sharing with you right now because I'm about to head to my 25th college reunion in two days. And when I graduated from college that year, in 1994, I didn't actually get my diploma because I still owed money. And I owed money for reasons that I'm not going to mix into the story. But I owed money. And I didn't walk that stage that day with my diploma in my hand, because I had to pay off this debt that actually wasn't mine. I had to pay off this debt. And my husband paid it off for me. So life is funny, right? So on this May 28th, 2014, the sun was shining. It was this beautiful day. We were planning this beautiful trip. I was doing something that I had always wanted to do with a life that I always wanted to have. And a husband that loved me so much that he took some money that we had to pay off a debt so that I could have my college diploma, which I'm now sitting here staring at it on the wall. (laughs) Such a huge accomplishment for me. And he brings this home and he sees me sitting on the front porch and I'll never forget the music was blaring from his little Subaru. The girls, the wind was down, they had music on, they were smiling, they were laughing and they just see me sitting there and his face changed and I said, my mom died. And it all then just went very fast, right? His mother came because she was going to go on the trip with us. And she ended up taking the trip up to New York with us, which I can never thank her enough for that. A friend of mine, I called her. She found us a hotel to stay in because she knew that my mind was not in the right faculties to make such arrangements. I had to go find a black dress to wear I didn't own a black dress. We left that day. My husband drove us up. And I remember arriving to the home where my parents were living and walking through the front door. And my grandmother was already there with my aunt. My family was just sitting around. My dad was sitting in a recliner just looking lost. And heaviness was in that home. One of my brothers arrived home after me. He had gone off to play baseball and came home. And two of my other brothers were home at the time of my mother's passing. My mother's life was short, 57 years, but impactful in so many ways. She sacrificed so much for her children. And in fact, there is a Bible verse that we wrote that we used for her funeral and it was John 10:10 10, 10. and it's i came so that they could have life and i firmly believe i remember picking this out with my brother that that really encapsulated my mother's purpose her dharma for this world for this life was she was placed here so that we could have life so that the six of us that she birthed that lived could have life and do great things and go places and help people. And as I said, it's interesting that I'm sitting here alone today doing this podcast. This is the first one of my series, and I'm speaking of this story, but this is truly when my, my story begins. There's a lot of filling. There's a lot of stuff that happened prior to this date. Yes, I met my husband. I had a great career. I got married. I had two babies. All those things are very important. I graduated from college. I graduated from high school, which a lot of people didn't think was going to happen, by the way. (laughs) But my mom came to this world so that we could have life. And we are here because of this. And I'm here to share the story with each and every one of you. Because what I've learned since my mom's passing is that through the stories that I tell in the yoga room, they help people heal. And what I've learned is that my mom knew a long time ago that it was through stories that people heal and through connection that people heal. And she used to tell me, she used to share with me that she would just sit and talk to people towards the end of their life. She was an intensive care unit nurse for a very long time. Medical intensive care, which it's got to be the most sad place to be. I would imagine. I don't know this for sure, but I have to imagine it's sad, and I saw the toll that it took on her, but during those moments of that weekend that we spent up in New York, and I cleaned the house for my family, I organized the funeral with the help of my brother, and I had a profound moment, which I share often. I tell the story a lot because it was, again, one of those things that I don't know if everyone's ever had the experience of having to do anything like this and you know what I'll say is that you never really understand humanity until you spend time with someone who's no longer here and my mom was lying in the funeral parlor is that what you call it funeral parlor funeral home and my dad brought me there I'll never forget he said Marsh come with me and I was like great here where are we going I don't know where we're going but I didn't ask questions. I just did whatever I needed to do. And we got in my car and he said, we're going to the funeral home. And I was like, why are we going here again? Like I didn't question it, but this is what was thinking. Remember your mind is always going a million miles an hour. And so I show up with my father and we start walking in and he hands me a bag and he puts his hand on my back. And when I say he pushes me into the room, he strongly guides me. <laughs> like I had no choice but to walk into this room and he said, go do your mama's makeup. And I got pissed because I was like, what? I, And then I stopped and he walked away and closed the door behind me. And I looked at my mom and I took a deep breath and I said, hey, mom. I guess I got to do your makeup now and all of a sudden I found myself having a conversation with my mom and totally identifying that the body that I was touching was no longer my mom and that inside all of this inside all of this story was the truth and that truth was just love and connection and And the realization that I didn't need to talk to my mom. That she was talking to me in my dreams. That she was telling me that she was going to be okay. And that, oh, I left out a key detail about my dream. She said the one that we needed to take care of now was my father. And I never understood that in my dream because he was the one that she was saying had died. But it was all of a sudden in that moment that I understood the message. See, my dad... Everyone think, probably thinks my dad was the stronger of the two people, but it was really my mom. It was really her. Yeah, he was the loud one. He was the one that was out there, and everyone saw, and my mom kind of just sat back. But she's the one who kept us all together. For better or for worse, it doesn't matter. We were kept together. We were held together because of her. That woman could feed an army with one can of tuna fish. And I tell this story all the time because I guess it's been imprinted in my brain, but the magic that she weaved for a family of eight sitting around a table with a can of tuna fish, some weak mayonnaise and a loaf of burned dairy white bread. And we were fed. (laughs) She was magical. And she had this quiet charm and power and she could sing like an angel and I still miss her. My mom and I weren't very close. In fact, my mom and I, on this level, on the human level, didn't really know each other at all. But our hearts knew each other very well. So I cry because if you've ever lost someone, You understand that even, this is why I never understand how people stand up and talk at funerals and don't cry. How do you do it? Help me understand, because here I am, 15 years out, telling a story that I tell so often, crying. But see, here's the thing. Today is a new start for me. It's a celebration of my husband. It's a celebration of my mother. It's a celebration of life that I'm here because here's the other thing, guys. This date is such a fucked up date. So five years ago, I decided to almost die. I decided it was my time to go, but I didn't really because there was more for me to do. And my mom came to me again during those days and talked to me through it. And I was convinced she was there. She wasn't, but I saw her. So while we're here together, while we are here together, see beyond this body, see beyond the stuff, share your stories and tell them strong. And I, I pray that my journey that I'm embarking on right now, this stuff that I'm about to do, I keep calling it stuff. It's not stuff. It's big. It's big and it's awesome. This makeshift happen program, this makeshift happen talk, storytelling program. The shift series, it's important and I've been doing it for years in yoga rooms and I want to see as many of you guys as I possibly can along the way. So the story of my mom isn't sad, it's beautiful. The story of my mom, I cry because as I speak these words, I realize, wow, (laughs) look at everything I was able to get from her so that I can be here with you. And look at what happened 15 years ago for me, for us as a family to move forward together in a way to set the world on fire. We were put here to live and have life so that we could serve and touch each other, not to shrink, not to, To be quiet, not to play small. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Thanks for hopping in on episode one. And here's to many, many more. And I hope you find the shift in the small things, the strength in the big things, and the growth in the ordinary moments. I love you. Well, hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us and listening and tuning in wherever you are listening to your podcast. Keep on listening, sharing, enjoying, and hey, follow us on social media. Instagram is msh underscore shift. You can also follow me, Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A underscore Alpines, H-O-F-F h-e-i-n-s you can also find us on the book and join our makeshift tapping group it's a public open group we share goodies and information um visit my website marshallhoffines.com sign up for the newsletter and we'll just keep you full of all the goodies all of them all the time talk to you soon